have you ever seen his robes? No. I think that's where he got Ric Flair. Like that's where people gave him his drip. He always like walked in in like a swag robe. He had like 35 of them. Yeah. So I think we could, I have like a slideshow of pictures. We could talk about like. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I know who Ric Flair is. Yeah. And we looked into him a little bit, but like, bro, I just. No, I don't know. I still don't understand the WWE completely, but I've watched it. I just don't. I could name like 10 wrestlers. I just don't get it. John Cena, you know who he is? Yeah, I know John. I'm just saying I did not watch wrestling growing up at all. No, I did a few times. Not not a lot. I don't really watch it now either. I watched like I just watched UFC. Yeah, me too. So, like I know like yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Ric Flair is a legend. I mean, you're off so. your game anyway, huh? You're off your game anyway. What do you mean? Traveled here yesterday. There's five absolute smokes in the airport. Kyle, just so you guys know, like I'm not the only one doing it because I look over at Kyle and he starts putting on his rollie before he goes over and walks by him. <laughs> I look back over at him and he's doing his Rubik's Cube, but you were doing it in the backpack. But I think that I did, you, it, I did it as a joke, bro. I didn't actually. No, you were out. starting to do it, bro. No, I. The I inner asked nerd him, like, came out and you're in your backpack doing it. I didn't do that. If you start doing that in front of them, they're confused. So, like, yo, this kid's actually, maybe he's smart too. But anyway, they asked you for a photo. You faced. No, well, first we saw five hot chicks and then a, a fan came up to us and asked for photos. Yeah. Right in front of them. You said you were going to get their number first. Well, dude. So we're about, no, we're getting up. Steiny was supposed to get their number. This is the truth. Steiny was supposed to get their number, and then they all asked me for a photo. Well, I was behind you, so I don't know if they. And the, like, but then the hot one said, "She's like, oh, my boyfriend loves you guys." So it was like one of those. It just threw me off. Yeah, no, you. Didn't. And she was like the hottest one. The other ones were like. But you but just went zero for five, and I was. Really I, I had no riz. Yeah, they said they're from San Diego too. Uh, close to the crib. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Okay. I, cho- I choked. What happened? Heavy. I don't know. I just choked. I just choked. You think you're washed up or? No, definitely not washed up. I don't know. Definitely bro. not washed up. But no, I know. We have Ric Flair today. Imagine what he would do in that situation. They're, they're, he would have went home with all five of them. They're, me probably, and him. Wa- they're probably watching because we FaceTime their brother and shit. So, well, here's Send, your chance t- now. Toss me a DM. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. They're from San Diego too. So that would have been. And like, this was in the Tampa airport? And we're from. We're or, in OC. Miami airport. Miami airport. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Maybe we'll see if. Uh, that, no way that girl had a day. boyfriend, eh? Girls trip to Miami? No, that was like a frat, bro. Just like, yeah, no way. Yeah. You know or, what it was, though? They probably cheated all weekend. And then now they're like, too back, much back to boyfriend mode. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're in the airport and they're like, fuck, what did we do this weekend? What's the secret to the Rubik's Cube? There's no, I mean, there's a step move. I looked it up. Yeah. You got to, there, there's like, so different... you don't solve the colors. Like that's where you're really smart. But no, the, you know, the white, the... You, you have to get one side first and then. There's patterns you got to memorize, like based on different, like what you see. So I could figure it out. It just take time. Yeah, it would take time. Okay. Yeah, a lot, like a lot, way longer than it took me. <laughs> yeah, I bet for sure. Yeah. One YouTube video, I'll fucking have it down. How's your guys' show going? Good. Or Gabe might be removed soon, but it's going really well. Too much of a diva, bro. Really? Yeah. You think I'm a diva? Here, why don't you just sit there for a sec? But yo, we're having a good time with it. It's doing well. I, I got a little lazy, so I'm sorry. My creative was fucked. Uh, I fell in love for two weeks. Got distracted. She's gone. I'm back. So but that's we're different. Good. Like I've like the first class thing. Like you promised first class is part of my agreement with him in this case, right? So if you're part of the contract, it it's, is what it's, it is. It's really not that. It, it no, but, no. But I'm telling you, I want to do that for you anyway. So it's all good. Yeah. So it's like it's part of it. When the one when, thing when you tell somebody something, you do it right. If you don't want to do it, just don't say no, it. No, but the one thing Easy that does that. irritate me is like, I don't remember promising like $1,500 dinners after every episode and you do run you up my bill. Roll the clip last podcast, Gabe, call catch right now and book a 10, a 10 people table. 
How is that my Dude, fault? You give off that energy of like, yo, we got to go do something. I don't know. I literally, it's funny. I got, I got to go home. I travel next day. Right, Vessi? What? I, I travel next day. Let's go home. I can't control it, dude. I can't. I've, yeah, well, that's I, that's your problem, bro. Like, like, bro, just order whatever That's no want. one else's problem but your own. It's so But you funny. give me that. I feel like I got to take care of you and shit. Well, thank you. Yeah. So don't fucking you show my face. should be thankful, not fucking. I'm thankful. Did you actually buy her that 5K bracelet? Yeah. Yeah. That's <clears throat> fucked, bro. He wants to buy. Well, there was a couple. But... There was a couple behind the scene deals. Don't worry. We'll, we'll 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 roll with the narrative that it was 5K. But yeah, he got in a big trouble after that. But yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck, bro. Why do I do that stupid shit? I'm I done with that. But it's time to try to. No, I dated this chick for two and a half weeks, bro, and like, you I didn't buy her, her shit. I you did buy her. her. I bought her a Louis bag, but it was a cheap one. How much? Two thousand. Thousand. Used. See. How long have you known her? Like, how long have you been, like, seeing her? Three two, days. Two and a half weeks, but, okay. That's so dumb, bro. I would never do okay, that. Okay, well, then, yeah, well, let me tell you the math. We spent every day together for two and a half weeks, so that equivalates to, like, dating for a month and a half. No. Do you? Do it was all day, every day for two and a half weeks. I would, uh, I do don't know. Do you bring your girl to, like, Rodeo Drive and here, baby, that's my car, go buy whatever you want. No, I didn't do, do it like I've never done that in my life to a girl, but he I would never, ever, girl. ever do that to a girl that I just, like... Well, that's gone, so... Fuck, I don't know. I'd have to be dating a girl for, like, at least, like, three months to probably buy her something. Okay, well, well This guy goes to New York and fucking go to... You bought some big gifts in the I past. I bought... No, I'm saying I bought, but that's because... Well, that's what I've been a girl for, like, a long time. I'm saying a random chick. That's just, like, crazy, because, like, then they, go, they can go around and tell people that, like, you fucking splashed on them and shit. Kind of good. I hope she tells her friends, and then they fucking oh, come like, around. I don't fuck with that. I don't like that. Yeah, but then the next podcast that we did, the girl's like, "Hey, where's my bracelet?" So they expect him now to come to the pod or hang out with him because of his money, not because who he is. That's not true. Not then you're, for then the you're also girl, setting the standards that. so high because you're like, you're like putting yourself in the category with as like a baller, and we're around so many big ballers that like are way bigger ballers than Can't us. Compete. And like, you're never gonna be able to compete with that. You know? Yeah, is this like a fucking intervention right now, or what's good? Can I just live my life how I want to? Well, yeah, you well, can. Your whole show is about flexing and shit, isn't it? So yes, we're talking and it's about it. Getting crazy, so I'm changing. So I have some. I have some crazy creative coming up, though. You guys should actually tune in. It's gonna be wild and it's different. I'm not. I'm not fucking putting an outfit again. Like, not. No, fucking... you're good. You're good. Okay, but you're not using the other guy too. You know. <laughs> yeah, if you use that, we're done. I, I got. A, I got a way better game. Well, I'm standing up. All right, Ric Flair. Yep. Dragon fruit, woo energy, mushroom blend. Wait, Rick, is there actually mushrooms in it? Uh, it's mushroom infused. I don't know. It tastes really but, good. Uh, but man, it'll wake you up and it keeps you awake for a long time. Need that. So yeah. wait, it's functional mushrooms? It's really good, honestly. So try the try the strawberry. Banana. Joe Rogan drank three of them. In one sitting? No, in the course of a day and a half. Let's see. How many have you had today? I can't get it, believe it or not. <laughs> we appreciate you coming. You're obviously a legend. We're, we're really happy to have you. And um, Thank you. we're going to get into like all your stuff. But what what's your life like right now? Like what's your day-to-day like with like you got a bunch of new businesses and stuff with uh, the weed and the energy drink yeah, here? Yeah, but- my life is the best it's ever been, to be honest with you. I'm busy. I'm with people I like to work for. I'm learning. What was like some of the businesses you're involved in like today? Um, well, the main one I'm involved in is the cannabis with, um, Adam, Chad and Aristotle. Let's talk about your career and how you got into wrestling. Cause you were in the a league before the NWO. NWA? Yeah. NWA. I mean, sorry. Well, actually I started in a, a, um, 
American Wrestling Alliance, AWA. And then um, I spent a year there training under Vern Gagne. And then I got a chance to move to North Carolina, which I only knew of because I had to memorize the capitals. It's mm-hmm. about all I could do in school, memorize the capitals. And uh, I got to Carolina when the highest building in Charlotte was 10 stories high. It was just me and Richard Petty. Michael Jordan, nobody. Wow. And now it's a thriving metropolis. I don't know if you've been there, but... No, I haven't been there. I've seen it grow like crazy, yeah. Well, it's big because all the NASCAR drivers are from there, aren't they? A lot of them live up in the Lake Norman area, about 30 miles out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So how did your per- whole persona, Nature Boy, like... Did you choose this persona? How did it come no, about? No, I was in an airplane crash in 75. And I was just kind of finding my way around. And uh, I mean, I was getting a, a decent push, but I really didn't have a... I was half Billy Graham, half Dusty Rhodes, you know, trying to find myself. And then George Scott, the promoter at the time. First of all, if I if I could wrestle again, which was a big question mark, let, let, let's look at a guy named Buddy Rogers, who was... Uh, Probably the best of his generation, great physique, much much better than mine, and um, he wore the rhinestone jackets and all that. And so, as my friend Harley Race, remember that name? Mm-hmm. Harley Race said, "Flair took Rogers' gimmick to a whole new level." <laughs> <laughs> what well, what? Can you tell us a story about the plane crash? Like, were yeah, you were in a private that. jet? or No, a Cessna 310. Okay. Engine. So it was like a commercial flight or a private flight? or No, it was a private plane. We like a propeller. Guy. <clears throat> well, here's the deal. We Back then, in those days, we drove 3,000, sometimes 4,000 miles a week, but a minimum of three. Mm-hmm. And like an average week, I'd give you like, we, we all lived in Charlotte. So Charlotte, Monday was either Greenville or Fayetteville. So you're, either way, you're home that night. Tuesdays, either Columbia, South Carolina, or Raleigh. If you went in Raleigh, then you just stayed in Raleigh because you had TV Wednesday, and then you know off big party Wednesday night, Thursday Norfolk, Friday Richmond, um, Saturday Roanoke, and then you could be in Savannah in the afternoon, God in Greensboro at night. It's it's a four thousand mile week, um, but. With all, like, a lot of the towns are fun to spend the night in. So, so anyway, we're going to Wilmington, and that's the first time that Michael Jordan was. He came to the matches, and not 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 this not this particular night, but um, I'd met him there when he was like nineteen. And um, well, I was in a bar one night, and this guy came up to me and said, "You guys, you guys drive everywhere." I said, "Yeah." I said, "I said it's a lot." He goes, "I got a plane." You do. Yeah, I said, I said, well, what, what would you charge to take us like to? I, I said, Raleigh is an example. 100 bucks a piece. I said, 100 bucks a piece to fly the plane? But we started banging it out everywhere. And we should have known there was something wrong with the guy because he hit a jet stream one time. You know, when you know stuff that can be in a small plane following us, 737 in the Norfolk, and the plane went upside down. That should have been our first oh reminder the guy might Did he not. do it on purpose or accident? He didn't know a pilot's license. So how do you get on the plane with him again after you go upside down one time? Because I don't Because that price is too fucking good. You're not turning down that hundred bucks. No, That's no, worth yeah, going upside yeah. down a couple of times. Yeah. Like going flying two towns in one day would be $120. Yeah. So yeah, are you kidding? After driving four thousand miles. 
Did you guys ask him like, yo, what, what the fuck happened there? He just said we hit a jet stream. I mean, I've, I've done that before on a big plane where, you know, a guy will follow a guy in too close. Like, yeah. Yeah, a lot of things monitored are monitored. You know how, how complicated it is to be in with air traffic control situations. Yeah, Especially in bad weather, you know, you got 30 planes hovering over Atlanta or Chicago. Yeah. Snowstorm. I've seen some shit. Yeah. But anyway, we just, we, we compensated for being overweight, 1,400 pounds, unbeknownst to us. And we, we compensated by carrying less fuel. And we hit a headwind. Wilmington's on the coast. And what he should have done is land in Raleigh, refueled, but it was 100, 100 miles more. And I guess he thought, you know, he could push it. So we crashed uh, less than a quarter mile away from the runway. Do you remember, like, like what? No. how did you first know, like, don't you remember? I just remembered right in there going boom, boom, boom. <laughs> and he reached down and pulled the fuel. I saw him reach down, right? And there was no fuel. And he left the engine. Didn't, didn't even go around. It went. <laughs> we were sailing. We stuck in the ground at 230 miles an hour. And that's going through a tree. Normally a orchard of trees, a cartwheel of plane, a small plane like that. We just tore the orchard down. A tree orchard. Jesus. Yeah, landed landed on a railroad embankment. And some one guy passed away, right? Pilot passed away. He never regained consciousness. Um, two guys are paralyzed. Um, um, I broke my back in three places. Another guy had insane intestinal problem for a while. David Crockett, he's still living. Um, Whoa. When you get off the plane like that, do you just feel like... It's tough to get back on. Yeah. So when I when I got the clearance to go back and start wrestling, the first time they wanted me to fly, I ready to fly, I said, I don't know, it was a, like a big 10-passenger jet. Like, But every time, you know, when a smaller plane, when it, when they when they blend, mix the fuel, you know, plane goes in and it goes, until mm, they fix the mixture on a, on a prop plane. Mm-hmm. That noise used to drive me crazy. But, you know, like when all of a sudden you could take off going wide open, even on a big jet today, and they'll see something that they have to pull, you in, pull back on a throttle. And still to this day, it, it just, you know, it throws, throws me out of whack for a second. But um, I'm used to it now. I mean, I've got a lot of time and I've got more hours in small planes probably than I do. You said you broke your back in three places? Yeah, T10, 11, and 12. It used to be six foot two. Were you so, were you unconscious like when when you mm-hmm. crashed and you woke up in the hospital? Yeah, well, back then they had these military ambulances, right, where they boom, 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 three on each side, right. And so I thought they said we're going to lose this one. I thought they were talking about me, so I'd written a note to this girl <laughs> named Sheila. <laughs> Wait, when on the way down? No, he thought he thought you said you thought you were. No, I was seeing I was this girl named Sheila. I was married, but I was seeing this girl named Sheila in Norfolk. So I had written her a letter, a note, right? So I, I go to the guy. I said, there's a, guy, there's a note in my shaving kit, man. I said, get it. It's through a chick named Sheila. <laughs> in the hospital, I was, when I realized I wasn't dead, I said, Did tell, you get the Sheila, note back? <laughs> tell Sheila I love her, but not to come see me. <laughs> That's the sign of a true beauty. Your plane's going down, and you're thinking of yourself. Oh, this is <laughs> right before you. He's in the hospital. This is why I'm in the oh. ambulance. And the guy says, they were going to lose this one. That's legendary. What about your main girl? Did you leave anything for her? Sheila, like your main girl at the time. No, my wife. I was married. 
Yeah, but did you think about her or just Sheila? Oh, of course I did. I was worried that Sheila would show up and she'd be there. How many successful flights do you think you had with this guy before that? Shit, believe it or not, probably about 50. Maybe, maybe more than that. We were using them all the time. Fuck, man. How, how long did it take you to recover? You said you broke your back three times. Well, it's supposed to be a year, but, you know, our business is, I was lucky they liked me a lot till they were paying me a 1000 a week. But um, supposed to be a year, but I was back in the ring March 18th. So how long? October 5th to March 18th. But I only wait. Months? I went from 255 to 180. Wow. And I went, when I went back to work at the ring, I only weighed like 218. It was. How much did that change, like your style? Or, like, did you have to change your entire, the way no, you. No, we, we spent time looking at footage of Buddy and all that. And I technically was probably as good a wrestler as he was. I just had to get, I had to get it in my mind, you know. And then I, then I saw Joe Namath. <laughs> I went, that's. Legend. The ticket. Yeah. Laying on the on the couch in Miami. Yeah. When I first when I heard that he banged that he pounded three hundred chicks in Alabama <laughs> freshman year, my hero. <laughs> yeah, well, he's one of the goats. Is that yeah, what made is. you want to get into wrestling, like chicks? No, no, but I, I like that character of Joe. He Joe Namath was what people well, I know Joe pretty well now too. Not real well, but yeah, I've had some good talks with him. He was a wild man in college. Don't think he didn't own Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Did you, so did you develop relationships with like other, a lot of other athletes? You said you met Michael Jordan when he was 19. I know Michael Robo, yeah. I know Michael. You met him when he was at UNC? Sure, he was 19, of course, right? Of course, yeah. James Worthy was there. All those guys are my friends. I see James Worthy all the time at signings. Well, who were some of like the biggest fans of you when like athletes, you said Namath, uh, Jordan, but like wrestling, I feel like in the 80s was so big and like the, the lifestyle party scene was even bigger. We were well conditioned, like, like um, the comparison would be the Rockers, right? Mm -hmm. Like we took Motley Crue out one night. They, they didn't make it to the concert the next day. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. thought that they thought they could party. Where'd you guys that party? Tommy Lee was laying face down in Jacksonville, Florida. Oh fuck! He still ain't got off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. How did it like become? I'm. The partying lifestyle in the uh, wrestling, like, how did that become so big? It was just. Did you ever see the movie um, Johnny Cash? Yeah, that was that, that was us in the old days. Who who like led I, the charge? Was it you? Wrote, huh? Did you like lead the charge? No, I mean we all just bought cars. I always like to be in control of my own destiny, hmm. so I like driving my car. Yeah, because if you're going somebody else's car, and you're on the road, then you're on their time frame to work out, go to the gym, and all that. So I, you know, guy, I got a. I had got arrested one time and reciprocal agreement had just gone into effect with different states. I had 86 moving violations in two years. And the judge put me in jail for 30 days. So I had to appeal to the Superior Court for, for habitual speeding, and they only fined me $25 and let me go. Wow. But I thought I was going to sit there for 30 days. What was jail? You went to jail for 30 days? Oh, they they he, sentenced? he sentenced me to 30 days in jail. I'm a, I'm, for a speed, he said, you, son, you got a problem. That is a lot, 86 times in one year? No, two years. Oh, two years. Okay, yeah. that's not bad. That is still years. a lot in two but years. Still a lot. In, that's in a South, lot in a lifetime. No, in South Carolina, you know, they, they write your ticket, you just tear it up, throw it on the road, and keep going. I like I'd that. I'd get three, three in one night driving back from Charleston. <laughs> Jesus. And you could have beer in the car back then. I mean, prior to Strom Thurmond's daughter getting hit at five points in uh, 
Now South Carolina is a bitch for opening. I mean, you have an open container. I think it's a thousand dollars a can, something yeah. like that, uh, oh, and yeah. jail time. Yeah. Oh yeah. How? I mean, you guys are all in such good shape too. So how mm-hmm. do you like party like that and then stay where you need to be? Yeah. What's it just the becomes a frame of mind and a way of life. Are you, you still going to the gym every day, even after partying and all that? I, I was then. Yeah, I don't go every day now, but I try to go at least three times a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you go to the gym after like a super? You just do it. Yeah, it becomes a way of life. Then you sleep on, and, and then later on when we start flying everywhere, then you sleep on the way to the flight in the next city and get up and do it again. Yeah, it's crazy. What Depending. was one of the, what was one of a you remember like a crazy party night, like one of your favorite memories? I know there's a lot, or like top three or something, like Motley Crew partying with them back then. That's fucking, that's crazy. It was it was called Russell Rock. It was a show that a guy put on in Jacksonville. It was just fun, but nothing. Those guys couldn't hang with guys like Roddy Piper and that. They thought they could. What? What? Can you tell us about the Four Horsemen? I can, but one of them's a marriage. I don't tell stories about them. Okay. Just when one guy survived. We don't have to say names, but there's four, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he didn't even want to be part of my documentary. He said, "Hey, I'm, I like you, but." I ain't talking. I'm telling myself. <laughs> where was your spot? Like, where was your favorite place to go out in the U.S.? Oh, God. And where? Like, in the country. Uh, the Snuggery in Chicago, which is on Rush Street, it was. Um, Gibson in Chicago. Norfolk. Um, Jesus, guy named Rex Harrison who played for the Rams at a place called... Um, um, Boys, this episode is sponsored by Shopify. Shopify is an all-in-one e-commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. If you're inspired to start a new business venture this year, you guys gotta try Shopify. Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your in-person or e-commerce business without the struggle. Shopify is the global e-commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. So whether you're offering custom stickers from Shopify's in-person POS system or selling sunglasses on Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform, you are in good hands. By now it's clear, you boys know that I love Shopify. We've used Shopify's e-commerce platform from the very beginning to sell full send and happy dad gear hosted on our website. My favorite thing about Shopify is no matter how big you wanna grow, it gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US. They're truly a global force powering millions of entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. This is a possibility powered by Shopify. So boys, if you're thinking of starting a business, doing anything, get something going, you can go to shopify.com slash full send and sign up for a $1 per month trial, period. So all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash full send and take your business to the next level today. Jeez, I'm going back to the 80s. Anyway, it was me, Parnell Whitaker, <laughs> Arnett. No, I believe Arnold. These aren't out. Me, Pernell Whitaker, and Bruce Smith. It was Bruce, Bruce Smith's 30th birthday. You know Bruce's, right? Mm-hmm. Many times, 13 times all pro, right? Yeah, yeah. He drank three shots of Jack, and I don't know how many grams of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, sorry. Bruce Smith's a legend. But 
and Pee Wee's gone now, man. It's just you and me. Now I can't get Ruth to drink red wine. Holy shit. Yeah. They, some of these guys make such drastic turns in their life. They were telling us downstairs that you watched Andre the Giant drink 100, 100 plus beers. 106. And how long? I've seen him drink um, two gallons of wine, too. And I've seen him drink every bottle. Keep in mind that at 747, there's, there's obviously other passengers. But who can drink a 747 dry, dry on vodka go, going to Tokyo? So you're saying, though, that you watched him drink 100 beers? 106. In, in what time period? Mm, 10 o'clock at night till 5 a.m. <laughs> Seven hours. That's like Steve will do it times five, bro. Yeah, is that possible? Yeah, but two gallons of wine is even more impressive. What kind of shape is he in after that? Fine. How the fuck does he do that? 106 beers is 500 pounds, guys. Crazy. He is, yeah, 500 pounds is a lot, but 100 beers is pretty wild. But I've seen, I got friends my size. I have friends my size, or maybe like 270, they could drink 50 beers. Where do you find these guys? The bar? No, the wrestling friends. Yeah. Barry Darso, Barry Arberry, shout you out, 56 beers, Myrtle Beach. Um, yeah, the, the, the guy named Harley Race, I don't know how to tell you about him. We had a, we, a lot of interesting characters in our business. Yeah, I think it's pretty unique that you guys it's, it's a whole different world right had now. such a good relationship like outside the ring like that you don't see that anymore. yeah no you don't you don't see it anywhere in life anymore okay. I, like i really enjoyed last night my experience with brett hall and and uh and these hockey players are really badass guys you know i don't know yeah i mean i'm not saying all of them are real, real good fighters but all those kids are like four percent body fat and skating two shifts or two minute shift wide open up and down that ice i mean you got to be in incredible shape but the camaraderie last night to see Ty and mm. and uh, and Brett Hull, you know, because one of Ty's arch rivals was Brett's teammate, you know, and they're telling funny stories about guys. And, you know, you know, the world, I, I don't think the world permits you to do that anymore. They 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 create animosity. They they want they don't want the kids to party and relax and have a good time. They want them to be they're so conscious of social media. For I sure. That's, I guess that's the right way to put it. Well, it's probably so different, right? I mean, people tell us all the time back in the day, you guys didn't have to worry about phones or fucking anything, yeah, right? No. Nah. I mean, it was a lot easier. If you had a wife, too, or a girl, it was way easier to cheat. Now it's pretty much like You're it's impossible. Oh, I do personal speaking engagements, and I tell everybody that first thing I say is what's what ruined the world for all of us guys. I hold my cell phone. <laughs> so one time my wife says to me, my third wife, she goes, I called her, I had her buffalo, she had me buffalo for a while. I'd go up to the room and call, which I had never done, right? So I'm here, I'm, I'm going to go downstairs and have some beers with John Cena. And so she had the nerve to say to me, what do you have in common with someone 30 years younger? John's exactly 30 years younger than me, right? I said, you know what? Let me think about that. I'll get back to you. Um... In the meantime, the guest house is 40 feet from the front door. Be in it when I get home tomorrow. Boop, down, front desk, no calls. <laughs> down to the bar. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, because now the I feel like girls are such detectives on social media. Right? Uh, they like, think they are. They got, I'm James Bond, by the way. But don't you just assume, Rick? Like, I'm, if you're I'm in disappearing a, this weekend. If you're in a club, though, you got to assume that like anything you do in that club is going to be filmed. We hope so. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I'm filming. I, I take pictures of all the entertainment and send it to Chad, and 
And I know I know that Adam will always respond, chat turns the phone off at 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> but I send him over to Adam. I don't want to hear a style getting booted out of the house either. <laughs> I send all the good stuff over to Adam. Adam goes, you the man. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite place to party now? God, where? <laughs> Miami? Oh, in Miami, yeah, we had the best times down there. I think Miami's yeah, by it's the far best party city in America. Right yeah, I, I prefer it to Vegas. Vegas is nice, but the problem where I used to be able to stay out all night in Vegas, that I mean, I can do anything, but I, I I get tired, and nothing starts till eleven o'clock. Vegas was probably way better in your era, right? Like I feel like it was. The oh my god, in Vegas! You I mean you had to wear a coat and tie? Now it's a redneck Riviera. People walking around the most expensive casinos and shower shoes, and that. I mean. It's Nothing like the Vegas that I knew in the 80s. Yeah, that's where everyone used to I go, I just right? tell those guys that were hiring hookers to pretend like old friend, old blue eyes over in Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Danny, send up three. <laughs> Something that a lot of wrestlers said about you, it seems like you still have it, is that you just had the, the best and the most energy out of anybody. I do. Where, do you, where does that come from, and how do you still have it like this? Brad Hall said, you must, are you the most famous guy in the world? I said that's still alive, yeah. <laughs> they all said you're considered you the GOAT, too. I don't know about that. <laughs> who, who was like one of your favorite, I guess, rivalries or just? Opponent? Yeah. My favorite of all time is Steamboat. Dusty Rhodes, Sting. I've been lucky to, you know, like Hulk. I mean, I met Hulk. We met when he was young. Then I didn't see him for years. But then we, every time he and I touched, we'd made money. It's just that, um, you know, that they, they didn't want me. The, well, they they kind of deal with me with WCW when those guys came over was out of mind or out of sight, out of mind, you know. But it you no, know, they always came back to me for something. But I really wasn't part of that. But every time I got around Hulk, then I didn't, didn't matter whether I, I number one, but it was in the position that I wanted to be in. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And it's so easy to work with that guy. Which he was so over. He comes down. The only guy I've seen like him was Kerry Von Erich in, in Dallas in the old days. Mm. When they made that video of Kerry riding a Palomino, like in the Tarzan movie, like sure. with Bo Derrick and that, right? And um, go to um, Rocky's music. Brother, the chicks love that kid. We had three major riots at Reunion Arena. Was it like a competition and like who could get the most girls between you and the other guys? Oh, most definitely. Do you think you were the number one spot? I was in the top two or three. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, like, what's, uh -huh. Can you give uh, my boys, he's going through it right now because uh -huh. he's like, he doesn't have his game. Do you have any advice for him? Always making them come to you. That's the what minute, I tell the you. Minute, the minute you try to cut them out of the herd, they think you're special. Then they think an Indian gets something special out of you. Let them come to you. Talk to them in sign language. I hear, I hear. You want to go upstairs? I hear. Fuck, I guess I got to switch it off. What does that mean, I hear? <laughs> I ready to go. Oh. I, I ready for any kind of action. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so no, you can't, were you like, the minute you walk over to them, you're screwed. Oh, here he comes. Because then you're just like every other guy, right? No, no, because her, her, her girlfriend is saying, I told you to come over to you. I told you to come over to you. <laughs> not walking a mile. So you don't I, give like, I'll say to me, you come over to my table and get a picture with my, with my family. 
I said, absolutely not. Do they want to come over to my table and get a picture with me? I'm fine. But I'm not getting out of my chair to walk in. What a stupid question. <laughs> How, were you a big, uh, would you it's ever like, like, uh, like... It's like somebody buying you a drink, right? And, and, and people, I'm notorious for this, but we were laughing about last night. You let someone buy you a drink, that means you got to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Can this guy buy a drink? No. This guy buy a drink? No. This guy wants to buy a shot? No. Because then you got to talk to them, Right. Yeah. If it was just going, thank you, but <laughs> the minute they send you a beer, here they come. Yeah. That's true. You owe them something. Yeah. Yeah. Forget it. Were you, uh, would you ever like buy girls shit? He's a big, like, he buys I, like random girls jewelry and. Are you kidding? Yeah, Rick, I know you were about that life too. Oh. So I was, I was. Um, How many times have you been married? Four. Ten, re- ten great years. 20 great years, 27 actually, we were together. Um, two years and then three months. Would you recommend marriage? No. Not until you live with someone for at least five years. Yeah, marriage is... And I wouldn't great. recommend children out of wedlock either. What I want to talk about the robes because they're so legendary, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many of them do you think you... How many different ones do you think you have? That I, do I have them right now? How many do you how many do you think you had over time? I was like 35, 40? No, 43. Okay. And how many do you still have? Two. Wow. And what happened to the rest? Wives stole them all. They what? Wives stole them all. I left two on a F on a I was flying back from Germany on uh Lufthansa and I had two robes with me and I was drinking with Ricky Steamboat and I got off the damn plane without the robes that were above my head. Yeah. And walked through customs. By the time I got back through customs, there was no TSA then either. By the time I got back through there, they were they were gone. Damn. Your robes are a big part of your character. And like you think that's probably where yeah. like the Ric Flair drip started. Uh, yeah, and the jewelry. I always liked a lot of jewelry. And did you come up with it? Like, did you have a designer who came up with your robes for you or like Oh yeah, Olivia Walker made them all for me. Yeah, the greatest seamstress. She made all this stuff for Glenn Campbell, Loretta Lynn. Um Tammy Wynette, George Jones. Yeah, the outfits were such a big, like... Yeah. That, that's what I meant by... I feel like that kind of doesn't stay... Like, it's not as important to the wrestlers now. But back then, it was such... Yeah. Like, your look was everything. Yeah, I know. And now it's... You can wear tennis shoes and jeans, and they all wear a T-shirt, a market T-shirt that markets are... I don't get it. But, you know, I, I'm not anyone to judge or compare it to, because I... I don't. I didn't always make the wisest choices in life. I just tried to look like. I remember my dad said to me one time, "That's one of the poems I lost on that Lufthansa." My dad said one time, he said, "What do you think of the, the patient would look at when saw came that came to see me? She walked in my office and I was wearing shower, sandals, <laughs> chargers." I said, "Well, you'd never do that." She said, "Well, dress the part when you go to work." That always stuck with me. Did you have a favorite robe ever? No, the peacock was my favorite. Peacock is the one who Mulligan tore up on TV. That's the one I beat Harley Race with. What do you think? What do you? So are you a fan of today's wrestling and stuff or no? Yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah the outfits were drip back then. They were nice. What do you think's the biggest change from then to now that you've seen? Mar- marketing. Yeah. You think it? What? What about marketing exactly? Well, we didn't know how to market ourselves. Remember, when we weren't all on. Always on national TV. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's it, it, for years there have been closet fans. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, you know, you know, all successful Chad is I'm not going to brag about his success, but Chad grew up watching wrestling. Yeah. A lot of people don't like to admit that. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, it's much more fashionable now. But there were doctors and lawyers watching us years ago. Of course. They just wanted to say, we're a wrestling family. That was, that's for the rednecks. And just, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that, or whatever it was, the blue collar, white collar. Yeah. So Steve Austin kind of defined that. You know, that's what Steve did. Mm-hmm. He did whatever he worked in a blue collar guy wanted to do with his boss with Vince when he said, fuck you. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And it, it blew the business wide open. But now they've taught me that, that, that what they call the, what was it called? The Attitude Era, because they they were losing sponsors because of the cussing and all that, and um, so now they're they're not PG, but they're 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 looking for the, the, the children's audience too. That makes sense. Yeah, for it, sure. It, where, where it used to be, we couldn't walk into a hotel that wasn't packed with women. Now it's a guy's soap opera. Yeah, I know. And it's all they're not they're, they're, they're a girl in the bar. God forbid! I used to I used to tell them we're all we were staying, eighteen to twenty eight, no boyfriends, no husbands. I marry. You said that on national TV, right? Yeah, every time I had a chance. What well, What would that? So you my, so you would just my, shout out the after party. My wife party? would say, "Why Why you tell everybody we're staying in the Marriott?" I said, "We get a deal. Stay there for free. What do you think?" What would that look like when you'd say you'd say <laughs> eighteen to twenty eight, no girlfriends, no wives? Wedding ring. I said, "Because I'm a gimmick. People think I'm a playboy." What would that look like when you'd shout that out? How many people would show up and? In a bar? When you would say, hey, oh. come here. Oh, God, at the Crockett Cup in Baltimore, where they had to shut the hotel down. We had a, they had, I had a suite on top of the hotel, and guys and girls were leaving their boyfriends and husbands and riding the elevator up with a, had a bodyguard. We had 300 chicks up there and about 20 of us. That's a good ratio. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, I went downstairs to check out in the morning. My credit card bounced higher than Michael Jordan could jump. I go, Gary, you got a promoter, I go, Gary, my, my, my plastic is not working right now. Can you get down here and check me out of here? I got to catch a plane. Yeah, I read something that uh, I can't remember which, which wrestler it was, but he said that you guys showed up to a hotel and it was like 500 a night back in the 80s. And he was like so pissed off. And you're like, dude, it's, it's part of the image. Like we have to do this. Got the girls? No, you. Have to do what? Like you have to spend this kind of money. I know. It's part of my gimmick. Yeah, so <laughs> so do you? Were you just blowing through it? Like, does any of you regret that, or you're just living in the moment? Like, I didn't regret it back then, <laughs> but the IRS has explained to me several times why I should have regretted it. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing is a savior issue. You know, this is like saving Ric Flair. Yeah, <laughs> not becoming Ric Flair, saving Ric Flair. <laughs> the becoming—that's just one part of the documentary. The saving. <laughs> I'm that- actually getting a rebate this year. I almost fell on my chair. I said, say that again <laughs> to his brother. He said, yeah, you're getting back three up three hundred and eighty grand. I went, you got it. I, I mean, I my my heart's good to beat. I thought I had but my pacemaker was broken. <laughs> a rebate? <laughs> you know, it's it's so funny because we were talking about how back then everybody had their personality. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it and because obviously Ric Flair drip by Migos. It's a banger but you're mentioning 11 rap songs so like yeah. kanye west mentions you migos mm-hmm. does that like surprise you or do you care no i basically i know i know every one of them the only guy i've ever met is drake yeah and uh, ty just signed fusion 
And I, I yeah, mean, Tiger shouts you out. I, I, I'm not Tiger. Chad just signed Fusion, and uh, I think he's going to do something with me and Mike. About is that? Future. Oh, f- what did I say? Fusion. Sorry, future. <laughs> Sorry. Do you have like a favorite song or anything where you're shouted out, or that you listen to to get you going? Rick Flair drip. Rick Flair drip's a bang. How often do you listen to that just to get you know, it's over two billion hits on that? Yeah, it's a, on I mean, all on all forms of uh, so. Uh, um, that beats so hard. Yeah. Uh-huh. How did they reach out to you to do that? It's a strange story. Um, I had just I got out of the hospital in October. And they reached out to me, and I didn't have any memory going backwards. No memory going backwards for six months. I can remember the day I woke up, and I knew the people that were with me, but I couldn't remember anything from the past. I was just dreaming. You just dream. You see everything that's ever happened in your life. Wow. All goes before you. Really? Yeah, you just dream. Then you wake up, and you go, but I couldn't remember anything I couldn't remember if I had a lawyer. Didn't know it when I had to hire a new lawyer. I mean, it was a nightmare. So it's a gift. I mean, everything I'm getting right now is a gift. So, this is this is the, the recovery and saving Ric Flair yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah. Whole, whole other chapter. Yeah. I know, that's crazy. Like, do you ever look back, like, at everything you've been through and, like, even the plane crash? Like, you got struck by lightning. We didn't talk about that. Mm-hmm. How many, was it once or twice? Well, I got hit hit my umbrella once, but I was in a small uh, in a Seneca two, which is a small plane. He got hit on the Fourth of July, brother. Smacko was that. <laughs> you couldn't feel the electricity, but brother, when you get a a strong shot, or it really hits the wing of the plane, you might as well. What think. about what about the umbrella? Like, where were you? Well, getting off a plane in Richmond. This was before jetways. So you got off the plane. You. And or they kept all of us on the ramp, right? Because it was they're not going to drop. So there's a U.S. Air Jet, Eastern Jet, and Delta. And uh, I was on uh, Eastern, I think. So anyway, no jetways, and they can't let you get off the plane. So finally, I mean, I'm late for the arena. The weather was bad. I'm wrestling steamboat that night in Richmond Coliseum, and so finally, they go, "Okay, you're clear," and they they hand you out. I'm apologize, you get off first class, right? And man, I'm walking kind of like at a real rapid pace, trying to get because I was, I was going to leave my suitcase there and come back and get it. I had a driver waiting for me, and uh, all of a sudden, I, something started pulling on my hand. And I went, "What the fuck?" And my budget just yanked out of my hand. And it shot straight up in there. I went, "What the hell?" And what had happened? I hit that. You know, they hit those metal rods on top of them. Yeah. You don't see that anymore in an umbrella. No, not really. It hit that. Bounced off that and hit the guy right behind me, ten feet behind me in the eye, killed him. What the? I just stood there and froze. I mean, I just the most cowardly act of my life. I just froze. Everybody's running out the door, hollering, screaming. I I couldn't believe what I saw. What the hell, bro? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. What was it? There were two experiences, right? Oh, the other one was that when I started getting hit by the plane. Bounced off an umbrella and hit someone else. (laughs) You've had a few near death experiences here. Mm It's funny though, nothing as bad as that when I was in the hospital for 31 days, ICU. I couldn't, I couldn't even open a can of Diet Coke. I had to learn how to walk again. Speech, I think, I didn't have a speech pathologist, but, and I had that stone on my side mm-hmm. for a year and a month. And what were you in the hospital for for that specific time? Ruptured, uh, I had a, a complete um, ruptured intestine. 
I, w- I was septic, which was the terrible part, which means the infection had spread everywhere, right? I had a respiratory heart failure, pneumonia, and total kidney failure. Two, two kidney machines to get me back up and running. That's crazy. Like, you've been yeah. close to death a lot. Like you're. Yeah. Like- and and Wendy, Wendy stayed in that room. She never left. She had what she had what's called um what do you call that psychosis? Um when you're like in this environment for so long. So anyway, some kind of psychosis she got where she'd and she just played Johnny Cash for me over and over again. Looking back on like your entire career, do you have any big regrets or decisions you wish you wouldn't have made? Oh God, a lot. All all family related. I realize now that there are days I could have taken off if I'd really put my foot down, but when everything is so political, I just didn't. And I've definitely made some a terrible mistake of women. Sorry about Truth. that. One thing that, I, this is kind of switching topics, but one thing I'm curious is when you're in the ring and you have these feuds, like how do you, do you ever get heated or did you ever like lose your oh, temper? Sure. Many times. And how do you... How do you control that? Because you are still kind of like fighting this guy. Well, if I can beat the guy like in real life, I can control it. If I can't beat the guy in real life, I got to kind of figure it out as we go. It doesn't happen very often. And when it did, did that change like the whole dynamic for you? Like when it did, it, does no, it ever it, get it personal? Just, it, just made it, it just made it much more physically aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And then did you guys ever have situations outside of the ring where it was like did it ever go outside the ring or no with two guys yeah oh yeah jesus absolutely that might happen every night <laughs> not every night to me but it's hard to get along in the, in the contact sport you know where everybody thinks they have to win to make more money which is not the truth mm-hmm I'm living proof that if you can make somebody look really good, make them enhance their look, enhance the the entertainment value of the match, and lose, that's an art that's totally lost. I never, I've won sixteen matches, and I've lost five thousand, yeah, eleven thousand. Does that make sense? Yeah. What What's the most important thing to like get your own fan base? Just find something that separates you from anybody else. Um, you know, mine was a limousine ride and private jet flying, you know, and but people bought into it. I mean, people actually thought that was me. You know? Yeah. But I, I made. I, there's a place called Freedman's in Atlanta. I bought 234 pair of alligator shoes <laughs> since 1980. How much I, was that? I, I walked in there one day with Pete Rovis, Dave Parker, Ozzy Smith, and um, Dave Parker, Pete Rovis, Ozzy Smith. And those guys bought $48,000 worth of shoes. There's a fourth guy, Johnny Bench. And then uh, said, I bought 8000 worth. So I just try to keep up with them. Oh, God. And I see Pete all the time now, right? Is he, he's signing autographs in Vegas, yeah, though? I, I sign with Pete all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, he's a funny guy, man. Yeah. He, he's got some great stories. I mean, this is, Pete played with Mickey Mantle. And people, yeah, yeah. These people were crazy. Mickey Mantle drank more than me. Really? Yeah, a 321 batting average, 550 home runs. I mean, you know, he's just a picky man to live. When I think back on these guys and you hear these stories from from Pete, you know, who did all, those guys drove in the old days. 
Then, Whitey, you know, Whitey Ford and uh, like Whitey Ford, Mickey Mantle, and Moose Gower, those guys would drive from New York to Boston. Just a party? No, no, they would drive to the town like we did. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have, they didn't have private jets in that. That's wild to think about. That oh, Mickey Mantle was old. Especially him. Really? Yeah, uh, you got to give us a story about him because he's like. But I never, I've never been around him. I just know the stories I've heard about, you know. The movie, the movie depicted him perfectly. Yeah. But you, I don't believe these movies unless I hear it from someone that knows them. Yeah. So I'm really good friends with uh, Chris, Chris Christopherson, right? Mm-hmm. He says everything you heard about Johnny Cash is true. That movie, Johnny Cash, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But Johnny and Elvis and those guys in the backseat of the car. And, I mean, <laughs> that, that was it. And the big bopper getting on the plane and uh, getting off the plane because he was afraid of the weather. And who's the kid with the glasses that got on and died in a plane crash? What did he do? Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. That'll be the day, the day that I die. Not Ray Charles, no, right? Buddy Holly. Oh, okay. Remember the big bopper got off the plane and Buddy Holly got on. And that was in the crash, that airplane crash. Fuck, damn. It's like the kids from, uh, what's that band that crashed uh, in Spartanburg? The lead singer, um, Leonard Skinner. Dude, they, why are all these guys getting in plane crashes? Yeah, what's the guy, what was the lead singer at Leonard Skinner? I still see one of the guys in the band, Nashville, periodically. But, um, yeah, because back then, or if they're flying shit airplanes, and nobody knows. Some guy says, I can haul you around, right? And instead of riding a bus. Yeah, of course. They get on the plane. Are you still partying like that now? No, I go out. I don't party like that. No, I have. You know, I'm, 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 I'm um, stuttering a little bit there. <laughs> I don't party like I used to, no, but I still have a good time. Yeah. Yes. If if you could change one thing about today's like WWE wrestling, what would what would that be? I wouldn't change anything about it because at the end of the day, it's better. The kids have got they don't have health insurance, but Vince basically pays for anything that happens within the ring or at business. And the guys are making a lot of money, and um, he's a lot of. That's why I don't do a lot of old timer stuff like that. That um, something a place in Vegas they have all the time. Wrestlers. Um, anyway, I I'm not, I can't complain. It's a different life than what I did, even from 2006. But it's it's better. It's healthier, and um, you know, running out. It was a lot of fun to survive back then, and maybe if we had everything going that the guys have now. That would slow you down. I don't know what would slow me down. I'd, I'd probably be have a real tough time right now, even with social media. Because I, I like to go out. Yeah. I never drink at home. Never. You're not a Tony Schultz guy. You're more of a social drinker. I'm. I'm. I gotta be. I gotta be with people. Yeah, that's like me. Uh, it, it's the best time of your life, and, and telling stories. You know, you meet some people. Like, like whenever I go to these signings, I hang around with Pete and Pete Rose, telling about Willie Mays and. <laughs> you, you grow up in people like yesterday I was with Brett Hull and I hadn't seen Brett in a while and um, talking about his dad and everything and so <laughs> the golden jet Bobby Hull was the man right mm-hmm. so he goes he says to me can you imagine that video some bitch with 
the old son of a bitch was staying with me at my house. He's talking about his dad, Bobby. And he said, I went to bed early because I'm in the playoffs, and his wife, my wife, and Bobby, my dad, sat downstairs and drank another bottle of wine. So she walked him upstairs to the room. <laughs> she walked out of the room. He said, hey, the kid down there can't take care of you. Can't get it done tonight. Remember, the old man's down right, right down the hallway. <laughs> so she told Bobby, she said, Bobby, you he said, Dad, you old fuck. You have not had you haven't a hard haven't had a girlfriend or a hard on since you're eighty or eighty-three. And he, so I said, I'm seventy-four. I said, Are you give me a five a five-year window, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> He started laughing like hell. He said, you're 74? I said, yeah, you just gave me a five-year window, and I'm trying to score this chick right here. <laughs> are you are you, are you single now? No, I'm not I'm single. I have, a, I have a partner. I'm not married, but I have a great partner, Wendy. What's nice. the most expensive thing you ever think you bought? One of your girls? Is it the Rolex? No, oh, this is a great story. No, it's that dumb, dumb nuts, the one I was talking about. So, because I had just bought my wife a five-carat uh, yellow, yellow, um, five carat yellow. Let me see. The one was cushion cut. One was uh, shit. Well, I can't remember. Marquee, whatever. I used to know all the cuts and all that mm-hmm. for a hundred and five grand. So I like this girl so much, and I was pissed that I I bought that ring, and then something happened that that, that made me just go off the edge. So I went, I went, bought the chick a $110,000 cushion cut met diamond from this place, right? Yeah. And gave it to her for an engagement ring. That was the worst thing I So she she got away with a lot. Well, she had to sell it. Oh, but I mean, I mean, the watches, the rings. Like I repoed the, I repoed the, I just bought her a new Porsche. I repoed that too. Fuck. Let's go. I got a couple things back. That's good. The good thing about all my ex-wives, yeah, you know what it is, they love you for you. None of them have ever remarried. <laughs> Woo! That's a huge win. That's a huge win. At the W, brother. Yeah, that's a huge win. Why do you think that is? Who are they gonna marry? They obviously weren't good, Little good people, ain't right? Alive anymore? <laughs> I mean, the one that slept with ten of your friends is not gonna find somebody, right? I don't know. Not me. I can't believe she did that, bro. I'm hurt by that. I am too, especially when you at, when you say right up front, all you gotta do is say yeah, then nothing happens. Everybody walks away. That's scary. How a chick verbal masseuse. Yeah, That's... you're scaring me, dude. I want to call my girl right now and see where she is. <laughs> Never raise her voice. I had been in a your very, girl does go on a lot of coffee runs. Not that I, I think I about it. No, a, balls of argumentative state, right? Where the screaming just didn't stop. You know what I mean? And that's when you know you're, and especially when the kids come upstairs and I'm just horrible. So all of a sudden, this is like, I refuse to talk to you like that, Rick. When you can stop screaming, we'll talk. So I'm sorry, I'll learn. And it really was like a calming period for me, but it won me over. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Verbal and Seuss. Fuck. Let's go to Miami, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should actually. Miami? <laughs> I would go. It's like a 40 minute flight, right? So anyway. I got to the girl pilot. So I go, you know, place to stay tonight. She said, I've, I've already got a room. I said, well, why don't you go, why don't you go to the room? We got time to go to the bar. <laughs> Did you hang out with her, the girl pilot? No, I tried, though. <laughs> you ever took down a flight attendant? Oh, Jesus. 
if I were taking down a flight attendant? Yeah. <laughs> How many? Which airline? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> they were my specialty. <laughs> Are you kidding? Wait, so what airline? <laughs> hey, little girl in the high school sweater. She'd be glad to get to know you better. Hello, Mr. Flair. Welcome aboard. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you take them down on a public flight, though, or after, like, the flight? I have run to the goddamn gate before TSA with a redhead five feet ahead of me tell me, stay back 10 feet, let me fix my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I run to the door, she goes, hello, Mr. Flair, how are you? How was your evening? <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Waking me up in Charlotte. <laughs> You ever huh. took him down a Spirit Airlines dirty flight attendant or no? no? Oh, okay, good. The best was um, was that Singapore airline man before they could before they put the, the, the strap the straps on that place. I'd never seen anything like that before in my life. You got a Singapore Airlines flight attendant? Did I get one? Wow! <laughs> and that's the one where they wear like the hot outfits with the hats and no shit. No right? shit! Yeah. Damn. Yeah, pour your glass of champagne and give you a Hong Kong. How do you do it? What's what's your secret that sauce? The, that was with the eighties. The eighties are the time to be alive, bro. What's that? The eighties were the time to be alive. It sounds like hell yeah. Why are <laughs> flight attendants so hot, eh? Like even it's like, like a fantasy thing. They go up two points just for being a flight attendant. Well, wait, wait. They did. Let's let's not root back out of that now. The time, times will change. But I just like to have fun, and and a lot of people do like to have fun. But you've got to be very choosy who you pick to have fun with now, because. They can get mad overnight. Could be you can be one minute you can be the hero, the next minute they're mad at you or something. Yeah, it's definitely well. It's different for us too because you experienced eighties, nineties where things were so different. So you mm -hmm. probably were accustomed to that. Well, I started we, in the seventies, so yeah. But I mean, like now for us, we're so used to this. Like, got to be careful with everything you do. Yeah, L literally. And I, I mean, I because of the situation and the opportunity that's being presented to me now by Chad and Aristotle and uh, Adam, I'm even more careful. Yeah. Because I go, Jesus, you know, I just don't want anything stupid to, I mean, I'm, you know, I always try to be polite and everything, you know, but I go out of my way now to be. You gotta be over polite, Even right? stand up, I'm some of a, a woman comes to the table, I stand up. I mean, all stuff my dad taught me how to do, and I insist that I do, but I'm just overly aware of it because people, all eyes are on you. Yeah. You ever been out here in Tampa? I'm sure you have, but oh, a bunch of times. Recently or no? Um, recently, all, all weekend. Oh, you were here all weekend. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. How was that? Great. What'd you guys do? <laughs> Drank. Nice. <laughs> Where's the spots around here? Like, what's a good spot? Um, well, I got two places. I'm like, I'm gonna show Adam the town tonight, so I'll probably take you, Adam and these girls. Um, friends of ours to the meat market, and that wants to go from the meat market. You're gonna stay here tomorrow night too, right, Adam? I said tomorrow night. Tomorrow night will be that'll be the basketball game. No, no, tomorrow night. Thursday is the first night of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, shit, sure. Okay. I'll just I'll take him to uh, Pearl, Boulan, Meat Market, American Social. I'll find out. I'll find out where the vibe is. We'll go. I got to have a, I got a driver. Tonight. Nothing crazy. Maybe just one or two. Just one or two. Yeah. Five yeah. or six. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't sound like you do one or two often. Maybe now. Oh, I thought you were talking about girls. 
<laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Just kidding. I'm no, down. You're, no, you're not. Sounds like fun. All right, well, let's do it. We got to see this in action now. Huh? You guys are in town tonight, right? Yeah, we are. We are now. So what the hell? So Might basketball. have to push back that 8 a.m. flight a little bit, but. I'm supposed to go to Miami tonight. I'll change Let's it. Forget that. Well, yeah, I'll change it now. I, I got to see this in action. Maybe me and I, you are the power duo. I got five girls getting duo. drunk on my boat right now. Huh? I got five girls on getting drunk on my boat right now. Really? Yeah. Why don't we go to the boat right now? We got another podcast to do. We got another we'll podcast do it on the fucking do. boat. Uh, um, five friends. Shit. Well, we got to do. Hulk we like go there. It's it'll, my it'll chick. Be back probably around five. Me and Adam, me and Adam will be there. Let's fucking do it. I mean, yeah, this we'll is like we can't, can't like, turn we'll, this down. We'll do this for our knock. Life, life jackets and everything. Oh my god. Yeah, let's have a night tonight. Hell yeah. Fuck it. Let's do it. All right. All right well, I think this is. By, awesome. by the way, I got. I, I have a friend in this town that owns a six strip, strip clubs. So I don't do them, but yeah. if you guys want to go, we have to. How can we turn this down? Let's let's fucking do it like you used to do it. How can we shout out? No, no, not that much. What? I like you. We have to. Come on. We have Somewhere to have an 80s throwback bro. night. It's, it's an 80s throwback night one time. Hey, I, I don't think so. <laughs> let, me get this, let me get this brand launched a little bit more securely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's not go back into the 80s. However, we will be passing out Rick Thick, Thick Rick tonight for the girls. <laughs> yeah, wait. So we never talked about Thick Rick. Uh-huh. What's Thick Rick? The, uh, um, uh, 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 marijuana product. A cannabis product for erectile dysfunction. Really? Do you know Do you know how that works at all, or how's that? Yeah. How does marijuana help that? Uh, I can't explain in the medical side of it, but it's, right. it's uh, well, the Ric Flair drip is actually the, the priority. And um, fifteen states, you guys said, right? I I think I am Mike's in twenty four, right? Twenty eight. I'm in fifteen, and then uh, they're, they're they're launching overseas every day. It, it, it it it, the, it moves so fast, and I wasn't. I mean, I knew cannabis because I've had a lot of people come to me, but it, it just wasn't the right time for me to number one because I work for WWE, and, and I think they're even tuned into it now uh, a little bit because there are so many positive effects that people are were turning their nose up to and wouldn't wouldn't listen to it, wouldn't yeah. hear about. It. Um, but it's going great for me. I mean, just. I'm just campaigning when, you know, I follow these guys' lead and they send me and sign autographs and help promote the product. And, and I'm having a great time doing it. And That's I'm having awesome. fun because the people, which is a big part of my life. If I can't have fun doing something, I don't want to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> I've, done, I've done a lot of things I didn't like doing. This I really enjoy doing. And I'm hanging around with world-class people. And, and there couldn't be a nicer guy in the world than Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's awesome. What's what's something you like learned about the business that you didn't know? That women love it. <laughs> a lot can be said for that. Yeah. I can't get it shipped in fast enough. Really? Yeah, I'm the most popular guy in Tampa when I'm loaded down with Rick Flair Drip. All right, I think this is great, right? Rick, you're a fucking legend, bro. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, guys. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right, thank you. <laughs>